What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. This podcast is meant to be really conversational and casual, just a couple of leaders here at Fathom talking about faith and life and talking about how we can grow in our faith where it's really going on Monday through Saturday and not just on Sunday. So tune in, listen to the conversation and open your heart. We pray that this really helps. What's up, everybody? Uh, Super excited to have you along today for a fun conversation uh, that's really just um, a carryover from this past weekend with Christina, where we're talking about community um, and really out of this this Greek word koinonia that shows up in the New Testament. We're going to be studying it all month long. Uh, Super excited about it. Big part of our culture here. And uh, we're talking about friendship, going to spend some time talking about friendship and what it looks like to really do the hard work of friendship. Everybody wants to be a friend or everybody wants a friend, but not everybody wants to do the work of being a good friend or knows how to be a good friend. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, get the conversation started. And so uh, dive right in. Hope it's helpful for you. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott here with lead pastor of Fathom Church, Kyle Nelson. Doing my very best not to say something stupid (laughs) as I was previously. I'm doing my very best, but I am super excited to be here and continue a conversation on community, which we're both super passionate about, excited about our new series and, um, Man, it strikes a chord with this church body, it and does. Uh, it's how we've been created and how the body of Christ is created. So yeah, so this word, our our new sermon series is just called Koinonia, like not Koinonia 2.0 or Koinonia. So or if you've been around for a while, then you know a few years ago, Pastor Kyle preached a series called Koinonia about life and community. Um, but this one is all the stuff that you've been wanting to talk about that you couldn't fit into, you know, to that series and more things and deeper layers yeah. of that. So if you were around for the first round of Koinonia, this is going to be something totally new. And if you weren't around for that first sermon series that we, you know, we learned the word Koinonia a couple of years ago, this is really going to change how you view community and how you view the church, what your, what your understanding is of fellowship. I truly believe it. It's the scriptures are so beautiful in that there's just always fresh, like things to learn. Like we, many, like some will get to a place where like, Oh, like I, I know that, or I've heard that story or I've read that scripture. And like, God's word is just way too rich for that and the beauty of this word. And we're going to keep exploring this over the course of um, this series is that um, community, um, communion with God, shared participation is the place in which God helps us just grow and mm-hmm. deepen our faith in him. And so, yeah, excited to just keep this conversation going because it's a huge part of who we're called to be as the church. Right. Um, but uh, specifically here too, it's it's very much a part of our culture and um, part of our, our core values, really our, our second core values is rooted in this idea, authentic yeah. community. Yeah, so. I think, um, and it's so, it's, it's very, it's not just, 
exciting when you are someone who is really passionate about it. But I think it's, it's also very, it just, it connects with everyone because there's no one. I've never heard of anyone on this planet saying, I wish I was lonely. Yeah. Right. Like no one's ever thought many people feeling I am lonely, but nobody's saying I wish I was. lonely. No, like my, my desire is to be lonely some or to, to be less connected Mm -hmm. to people, to be less connected to God, to be less connected with his people. Like it's just not a conversation I've ever had with anyone uh, so I think that even if even if community isn't something that you would say top of my passions, right? Even if that's not something that's the top of your list, it's definitely we're all created for other people. We're created yeah. for relationship. Yeah, we we certainly are, and and it's been interesting what's been taking place over the past couple of years. People just friendships being broken mm-hmm. over different political views, right. um, different things that are people are feeling emotionally about um, just the racial tension in our country. Mm -hmm. A lot lot of lost friendships and a lot of unhealthy dialogue, Mm -hmm. um, both in the interwebs and in real life. Um, Probably more on the interwebs than real life, and that's part of the problem. Um, Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. But um, I, I think many people have pushed away from the table and just like, it's going to be easier. I'll protect my heart by, you know, removing myself Mm -hmm. from relationships. And uh, many people might find themselves kind of starting over in relationships or wanting to like reconnect, Uh, maybe not to the same people, maybe back with some some old friends who they haven't seen or whatever. And um, I, I think the why is a good place to start. You know, and uh, that was one of the things we, we discussed on Sunday. Like, why is this so important? Um, y- you want to yeah. jump into that one? <laughs> sure. It, it, Sunday was fun because I, I kind of was interviewer. <laughs> right. Yeah, asking like questions. Live podcast happening. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> live podcast happening. and Hey, maybe we'll, we'll we'll pitch it as that next time. We're doing a live podcast. This, yeah. <laughs> right? That's kind of what it is. <laughs> live podcast recording. It's, this was, I mean, this is a a unique opportunity for me today to get to sit and talk with you more about a conversation I was Mm -hmm. part of Mm -hmm. already, um, a conversation that I have all the words about, Mm -hmm. um, but we're limited, you know, on, on stage and we're limited in time and, and what we can do, but like the, the why, why is community important? Why is shared participation valuable? I, I like that shared participation I think is the most, fruitful of the root meanings of koinonia, I think mm-hmm. shared participation has the most meat on it. Um, yeah. Communion is important. Like in certain contexts, it needs to be formulated. Mm-hmm. But that idea of shared participation, I think is robust in its definition of it the is. word koinonia. Um, as you look through all of the scriptural accounts, all 17 of them um, of the from the New mm-hmm. Testament, um, I, I think that shared participation summarizes the theology right that that's present in all of it so right. sorry to cut you off no no it's good that's good i the thing about shared participation is it's it's the two of those words together it's not just i have shared <clears throat> and not just i have participated but i am sharing sharing is not natural we have to teach our children to share 
That is not a natural. You know what's so interesting? I was just thinking about children because that's very true. What you're saying is exactly true. We we don't naturally share, but share participation. When a mom is rolling out the pizza dough, what's the child want to do? They want to jump in, teach me, let me do it. I want to help. When so-and-so's, you know, mom or dad's making the fire, like what's right. the child want to do? Absolutely. I want to go in here and I want to do it with you. That's right? right. When you're going to the grocery store, you know, some of my kids don't want to go, but like <laughs> each week it's a different one. I, I want to go, right? right? And it's just that that shared right. participation of experience that uh, is of – great emotional value mm-hmm. like before we get into any like the, the spiritual value and growth value and maturity value it just had an emotional level it is like there's a major value that is an in, innate need um yeah i really i think it's a part of our sin nature mm-hmm. that we see present that, that the sharing is not yeah, natural it's yeah. unnatural mm-hmm. this sharing and so as as parents, we have to teach our children to share. And I think, you know, we see God as our parent teaching us to share. It's not always easy mm-hmm. to do that. It's not always easy to share our time. It's not always easy to share our talents. It's not always easy to share. I mean, if we if we have that wrong, that lack mindset, it's not easy. That's really what I was I was just thinking about the scarcity mindset. It is that um, that scarcity and lack mindset is not easy to share what we have. Um but but God gives us this really beautiful opportunity to yeah. do that. And, and he wanna, teaches us. <laughs> and I just want to go ahead and like correct um us and our culture. I feel like we have to do this a lot and and I Lord knows I've said it many times and there's even assumption that I feel gross when there's this assumption that I'm I'm too busy, right? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I hate it. Because um, people understand there's a lot on my plate, and, you know, it's right. most people it is, right? Like you get, Everybody's got a lot of things on their plate in, right. in life. Um, you know, uh, if, you, if you've got passion, if you've got vision, if you have responsibility and oversight on anything, it's, right. you've got a lot on your plate. Um, or if you're, if you're feeling your purpose. <laughs> but when we live... <laughs> with that moniker on ourselves, regardless of how people you know view us, that that's a different conversation. But right. um, that moniker on our own self, we will be less likely to to share, mm-hmm. you know, our time with someone to um, to value the time we even have. Usually, rush to get to the next mm-hmm. thing, and so yeah, that's that's something to to meditate on, you know, and ponder a bit for for all of us as we right. think about sharing relationships. Right. Well, and I think when we think about sharing, we may not, we may not immediately think about our resources. We may be thinking it may go straight to our time wherever. I mean, truly listeners, if you, if I said share and a different word popped into your mind, that thing that you might be holding on to, not quite willing to share or not so easy to share check and see is that where you have mm-hmm. a scarcity mindset is that where you have maybe a bit of a an idol, a, even, yeah. an idol or or a lack or if you're if you're viewing it in that way because if i am willing to share all of my resources but none of my time then 
there's then then I have a problem yeah. in that area if I'm willing to share all of my time but none of my resources mm. um, or if I'm willing to share none of my growth or 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 where or be vulnerable and share if I'm not willing to share any of the things that you know that God has brought me through or or made you know, made out of like the tougher times, if I'm not willing to share any of that, am I, am I giving God the glory yeah. for, for what he's done? So there's, there's a lot of different where, ways and, and places that we can share, right? Like yeah. there's just a lot of different ways to share, but whatever that first thing is that kind of popped into your mind, is that a place where you feel like you are sharing a lot or is mm-hmm. that maybe a place where you're like, I don't want to share that? Yeah. Yeah. And and as you and as we begin to over the series begin to explore the biblical usages of this this word koinonia throughout the New Testament, we'll see that it takes on sometimes it is um, in terms of our faith as a mm-hmm. whole. Sometimes it's very much talking about practical resources and right. sharing. Um, sometimes it is with experiences. Right. I mean, one of those is like and and koinonia like participation is how. It, of the sufferings, right? I'm I'm Jesus. participating. I'm koinoniaing, koinoniaing mm-hmm. <laughs> with Jesus in His suffering, becoming right. like Him in His death. Like, <laughs> like right. in my you know everyday like struggles, you know, or or major seasons of suffering that um, we go through. It's there's a shared participation that that Christ has gone there before us in right. all things. Um, and giving himself fully to the Father in faithfulness and obedience, and and he's our perfect example, yeah. you know, of that in our own life. Yeah, <clears throat> I think something about that word participation in particular. I mean, obviously, I said a lot about the shared, but something about that word participation is it's not shared spectatorship, mm-hmm. right? It's not. Um, and we do a lot of watch. We do it, so much know, shared it's, spectatorship. It's interesting. Yeah, like all the. Um, like YouTube and Spotify, they have these like shared listening experiences. Like, so you mm-hmm. can watch the show together, which I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I think like just, just some dating advice here. Um, I don't think a movie is the best first date. Like, sorry for everybody that was your best first date. I think maybe some will say it is because it's like we can do dinner and that's cool. And then like if it's going bad. <laughs> right? Then maybe we can be entertained by something right, else. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is a good one. I don't know whatever, forget the dating advice thing. But um, I don't know. There's just a lot of that in our culture right now of like, hey, let's spectate together or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's not real time where um, like that bonding, that participation, it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's real different. But um, it, it, it is the shared experience. You know, there is something yeah. to the shared experience. Well, and there's this whole, I mean, our culture right now, there's this whole idea that there are people all around our world right now who feel like their closest friend, their best friend is a celebrity that posts on Instagram. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they have, um, you know, fan pages in which they're just obsessed. Yeah. Yes. So these people, people, there's this whole idea that you're grieving over a life you're not participating Mm -hmm. in, you know, when the ups and downs of some celebrities life, 
or even a person that maybe we wouldn't, maybe doesn't have a lot of name recognition or face recognition, but you have gone down the full rabbit hole of their YouTube page or their blog or their, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it might be. And this is, um, it's, I mean, again, critical in the same way that loneliness is this critical, like, like at epidemic levels, Mm -hmm. part of it is because we are really investing so much of our time in something that no one is giving back at all. Like you're, you're investing all of this time and you know a lot about this celebrity or, you know, a lot about this, this person who's put their life out there for, you know, for monetary gain or whatever. Um, but they're not participating in your life. It's not a shared participation. Yeah. And that's the, that's the real, that's where rubber hits the road is mm-hmm. that it's there it's a two-sided right. relationship and and I found myself for many years just kind of longing for deeper intimacy and relationships longing for that but also being unwilling to um lead that and mm-hmm. initiate that out of fear of rejection fear of it turning out poorly fearly of not being accepted mm-hmm. um you know just not willing to do the work and prioritize it or be intentional in it. And it does take, it takes two people that are willing to invest that time. It takes, um, you know, putting yourself out there and, and being intentional to, to grow in it. And, and it takes time. Right. We were, we were talking before we hit record about how many people really want a good friend. Mm -hmm. They really, and I really even think that they want to be a good friend, but maybe don't know how, maybe haven't had, um, great examples of that. Or like you said before, they're, they've been hurt. And so they've sort of retreated and they thought this was a really great friend. And then, you know, something, some human thing came out of that. There's gotta be books on this. Like the, (laughs) like, how to do Photoshop for dummies. And there's like all those things like make a new friend, being a good friend for dummies. Like I, we all could use that, right? <laughs> Maybe there is. And somebody's going to tell us, maybe somebody's going to tell us right. there is that book and we just haven't read it. But, yeah. um, I mean, I think the Bible is a great book for that. Amen. Yep. <laughs> I think the Bible is a great book for that. Cause right in Proverbs, it says to, you know, to be a friend, you must first show yourself friendly. And that means it's on us. Like that is an imperative sentence. You must, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You must show yourself friendly. So what that means is you can't sit back and wait and we can't rely on this, the introvert extrovert kind of thing. Like we have to say, okay, well I need to show myself friendly in whatever way God has created me, mm-hmm. right? Whatever way yeah. he's created me, he's not created me to be somebody I'm not. He knows my inner innermost workings. And so he knows that I'm not going to be the person standing out on San Jose Boulevard with a poster saying, please be my friend or like free hugs or whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of, I think it's submitting yourself to the process. Right. Of friendship too. It's it's not just saying, oh yeah, I'm gonna be a good friend, or I'm gonna be intentional. It's like, no, I'm actually gonna submit myself to this process that's, uh, frankly, longer than what I'd like for it to be. So like, right. if you want a good friend, you want like lifelong friends, like, are you willing to do the work and like the faithfulness and commitment that it takes to really develop that? Are you willing to pick up the phone and call right. when you haven't heard from them in two weeks? Yes, right. three weeks. Are are you willing to do that? Um, if not, then like we shouldn't really hear a whole lot of complaining <laughs> right. from you about, you know, being lonely. 
Right. Right. Cause you haven't done your part of that participation and it is, it, it must become like a value in our life. It must become a priority in our life and not just some, if it's something that we care about and we think is meaningful and has uh, an eternal impact in our life, which I, I truly believe it they does. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll explore that more and more throughout this series. So this is not like a one shot conversation here. Um, then we've got to submit ourselves to that process. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, that process, I think we talked, you know, a little bit about that process on Sunday with the image of iron sharpening mm. iron and, yeah. and what that means and that it is a process that it's not a, Oh, Hey, look, here was some iron and here was this other lump of iron. And now they are together in the same room. So now everything's perfect. Yeah. Now we're sharp instruments to be used for the Lord. Yeah. Like, that's not how it goes. Right. Uh, Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And when we, we threw up this image of really that process and the heat that, that was going on there, the friction, the, the intensity of, of a hammer smashing a, another uh, iron hammer mm-hmm. um, of sorts there. And, yeah, we talked a little bit about submission and just... Some days we're in the receiving mm-hmm. of um, of that process, and other times we're in, in the process of, of giving it. Yeah. And the proverb should not be used as excuse to beat up on each other or to right. slam. But I think it can illuminate um, the reality of um, intention, of um, you know sometimes heat and friction yeah. um, there, but also a purifying of things breaking off right. in the process of that in our relationships. And if we constantly are hitting the eject button out of relationships, because frankly, that's our pattern. That's our, that's our safety valve. That's our way to protect ourselves right. from being hurt again is to leave the church mm-hmm. before someone hurts me too bad. Right. Right. I, I, I've told this story that we're coming up on Valentine's day and I, I broke up with a girl on Valentine's day for, for did it, was this on the podcast? We talked. I don't about remember was if it was. On, I just yeah. I just remember this story. So I I pre broke up with a girl on Valentine's, <laughs> but I was um, just you know and having like girlfriends through middle school and into early high school. It was um, you know I'm gonna break up with you before you break up with me. And it was just right. I'm gonna hit the eject button before you hurt me. Right. And um, right. I, I heard a I'll, rumor about you and yeah. <laughs> Before I see that you make it true, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and many of us, like, probably more than we want to be honest about, like, do the same thing. Like, we jump ship to really save ourselves. And, um, yeah. you know, we miss out on the full range and beauty of what God wants to do in our heart. Right. Like, truly in purifying us through those relationships that may challenge us, that may um, not always see eye to eye. Right. Um, you know, not romantically necessarily, but that, that too, yeah. you know? Um, so one of, so Reese, this was not that long ago. One of my absolute closest friends, longest, um, friendship that I've had, like I've been friends with this person longer than I've known my husband kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I had shared some stuff with her, I think just through a text message sort of took her aback about like, you know, things happening in my life or like what, what my schedule looked like and just things like that. And she didn't respond to the message. Um, and, and it, and took maybe, I I think it was five days or, or maybe a week, 
um, to respond. I used to, to get say, offended by that. I don't anymore. No, no, no. I no, used no. to be like, oh, right. I, I don't get offended anymore. Right. No, that's that's not where this is going at all. But it was very like, um, I, you know, it's in. This is a person that I know. If she doesn't respond, there's there's you know there are reasons. It's yeah, not. Yeah. It's yeah. there are reasons if if it because we have been friends for so long. Yeah. Um, and she really like, she took that time and, and prayed and thought I need to respond to this. Like when I, when I do respond to this, I need to respond to it in the way that's the, the most loving toward Christina. Mm -hmm. I need to respond in the way that is, um, going to be helpful. And so she actually really gave me a really hard truth. We, she's like, Hey, I, I need to talk to you. I know that you've noticed that I haven't responded to this text message and it's cause we need to talk. And I was like, oh, all right, yeah, right? Because yeah. everybody, come on now, everybody loves that text message that right. says, hey, do you have a few minutes to talk? Yeah. <sighs> <Right>. <laughs> What's about right? to happen? What's about to happen? Yeah. What is that? And, you know, we, we had a conversation. We were able to, you know, to kind of connect and, and talk about things that had been going on. But then she said, you know, I just have something really hard that I have to say to you. And it makes my stomach hurt mm. that I have to say this really hard thing to you. But I'm afraid if I don't say it, it's not going to get said. Mm. And we have shared participation. We have a lot of shared memory. We have, you know, 15 years of shared memory um, of time that we've spent together, of growing together in the word, of growing together in relationship. But it still took courage and it still took time and it still took, you know what I mean? It mm -hmm. still took energy for her to say, I have this hard thing I need to say to you. And now that it's out there, you know, what do you have to say? Like that still took courage, even though we've yeah. been friends for years and years and years. Yeah. And she knows that I love her like my own blood, like my mm -hmm. own family. Um, and I'll be honest, it took a lot for me to hear it mm. from her. It took a lot for me to hear what she was saying, um, about, you know, and she's, she is trying to sharpen me. She, I knew it was out of love. Yeah. And so that's the, that's the main thing, right. Is that knowing that she was coming to me in love and that she wanted to sharpen me and not to wear me down. That's not, mm -hmm. she wasn't coming out just to yeah. like pound me. And I think that's an important reflection in those relationships is, is until we are ready to do it in love mm -hmm. until that is our motive, then we should not do it. Right. Like we should not do it. We can be on the receiving end, but we cannot be on the the, the giving end until we're, we're able to do it in love. Because right. otherwise you can damage, you can hurt. Right. And um, that we were talking about Proverbs 27, Proverbs 27, 6. We were talking about Proverbs 27, 17 mm -hmm. earlier. Um, wounds from a friend can be trusted, That's but right. an enemy multiplies kisses, That's right? That's right. Um, and so... Some of those relationships that we think are um, just so great, mm -hmm. uh, they, they probably haven't been tested. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> right? That there's never been any wounds. There's never been them. Um, then they might not have been through mm -hmm. some um, real honest stuff. Right. And, and that could be yeah. one of those things you said on Sunday was like, we need to, some of us, we need to give permission. permission. I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, <laughs> I no, cut no, you no. off there. No, like, I, it was like three us, minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Some of us, we need to give permission to someone to, to say like, okay, like this relationship can yeah. be tested. Like we can go through those things together. You can say something to me. You can come to me and tell yeah. me, you know, when you see me, 
you know, if whatever, hopefully yeah. it's not ever like an open rebellion thing, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you see me straying, yeah. when you see something that's, that I'm doing, that's not good for me. For sure. You can tell me that. We all have blind spots. Absolutely. All of us. Yours Absolutely. truly 100% included. Um, and, and we need it. And so it is submitting yourself to leaders in your life, mm-hmm. submitting yourself to, you know, friends and family who, who can be trusted brothers and sisters in Christ who you trust. And, and, um, I, I always refer and I did it on Sunday. I'll do it again. Now Ephesians five, one begins with like be imitators of God. So operate yes. in godly character mm-hmm. is where Paul begins in, in this section of his letter to the church at Ephesus get down to verse 21 he says submit yourselves out of reverence submit yourselves one to another out of reverence for Christ so if your love for God honoring him fearing him actually submit myself to 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 each other mm-hmm. um you know and that really prefaces his whole you know husband and wife's right. relationship but then he goes on and says well that that's a picture of the body of Christ just this beautiful mystery that frankly, does not make sense to the world. Like what we're no. discussing, like what we're talking about is um, it's not common, you know, mm-hmm. in, you know, the, the world. Um, and so, but it's a, it's a beautiful thing of the way of God and the shared participation and how, how he shapes us, you know, through um, godly discernment mm-hmm. of friends of, oh man, how beautiful. I mean, just them listening to God, yes. you know, to, to, to see something and, um, to, to be able to, to provide timely words of mm-hmm. encouragement right. and also correction. And, um, you know, people get uncomfortable with this, but that's really the new Testament version of prophecy. Like that's, right. it's timely words of correction and truth, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that bring encouragement, that build strengthening or edifying to an individual, right. right? It's not to harm you. Right. It's to edify you, to encourage you, to protect you. Um, and when that's done out of a heart of love, like how beautiful is that? Yes. Like of just God's body working together. And this is why Paul says like, this is the most beneficial gift for the body of Christ is that we're operating in this mm-hmm. to encourage each other, to edify each other. Right. Um, Cause it's a battle you yeah. know, that we're all in and uh, we have blind spots and we're all in process too. Right. So. And I think sometimes, you know, especially in those blind spots or whatever, we get wrapped up in our own thing. We, we are forgetful. Mm-hmm. We're just so forgetful. And sometimes it's just yeah. so necessary to have someone else say, like, what's God doing in this? Mm-hmm. Where do we see God in this? Yeah. What's he doing? Like, okay, he can, we can remind each other of the blessings and we can, we can, um, glorify him in, in the ways that he's answered prayers and, and these things. But like when we are just so focused on ourselves and, and looking in the mirror, or we're looking down, right. We're looking down. like there, God's not, he hasn't stopped working. Mm-hmm. And so often it's a friend or a confidant, it's it's a mentor, it's someone else outside of your situation who loves you, mm-hmm. who says, what's God doing here? Mm-hmm. What are the ways we can see him working? What mm-hmm. are the ways we can't see him working? Like, what do we know is that we, he is working mm-hmm. even when we can't see it or when we don't understand it? And so I think it's just, it's, it's so, val- it's just like the word valuable is like, it's just, it's, immensely valuable mm-hmm. to me for people to say, 
okay, well, what's God trying to teach us yeah. <laughs> in our frustration? What's God trying to teach us in our joy? Like, you know what I mean? He's multiplying joy in this thing that we have joy if we are acknowledging him in it. Yeah. He's if, if we are in sorrow and he is there and he is giving us peace and comfort in that, like he deserves praise for that. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot that if you have, you know, you have a godly friend who mm-hmm. will say, Let's keep turning it back to him. Let's keep turning yeah. it back to him. Let's keep turning it yeah. back to him. Yeah. Yep. It takes time, but it's well worth the uh, investment for it, it. It feeds us, you know, it, it grows us, it, it sharpens us and mm-hmm. makes us more like Christ, yeah. you know. Which is the goal. Yeah. That's the goal. Not yeah. not to be more like your godly friend, but to be more like your God. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, right. it's good. Awesome. Man, I'm so looking forward to a few more weeks of these conversations because it is just my jam. Yeah. Being in community and, and being with people and being with God's people and, yeah. and talking about deepening those relationships. It's totally my jam. So I'm excited that this is our our sermon series for the next few weeks and Me looking too. forward to looking forward to all the nuggets that we're going to, we're going to get on Sundays and then we get to do this again Awesome. each week. So if you guys um, have any questions or you want to connect with us, you can send those questions into info at fathom.church. If you have prayer requests or, or other needs, if there's a, a way we can minister to you, we want to do that. So you can always text the keyword fathom to 97,000 and follow the prompts and we would love to connect with you there. Uh, Yeah, have a great week and we'll see you back here next week. Nailed it.